I'd like to propose a toast. Hello and welcome to Before Brunch. I'm Cassie Delaney and today I'm venturing out solo to bring you an entire episode dedicated to the campaign to repeal the Eighth Amendment. Today I'll be meeting together for Yes and my good pal Social Democrats candidate Gary Gannon. With less than four weeks to go until the referendum, today's episode is all about equipping you with the advice, skills and support to go out and have history-making conversations. As you'll hear from Annie Hoey later in this episode, canvassing and conversation is the way to change hearts and minds on this issue. In order to have effective conversations and debate, you need to arm yourself with the facts. So let's start there. Firstly, what are we talking about? Well, the Eighth Amendment refers to Article 40.3.3 in our Constitution. Currently, it states, The state acknowledges the right to the life of the unborn, and with due regard to the equal right to the life of the mother, guarantees in its laws to respect, and as far as is practicable, by its laws to defend and vindicate that right. This subsection shall not limit freedom to travel between the state and another state. This subsection shall not limit freedom to obtain or make available in the state, subject to such conditions as may be laid down by the law, information relating to services lawfully available in another state. Which leads me to my first and most important fact. Between January 1980 and December 2016, at least 170,216 women and girls travelled from the Republic of Ireland to access abortion services in another country. We've heard that figure that 10 to 12 women per day travel for an abortion. This figure is calculated based on the annual figure of women in the UK offering an Irish address to clinics in booking procedures. The actual figure may be significantly higher. Abortion is permitted in Ireland if there is significant risk to the life of the mother. The Protection of Life During Pregnancy Act was passed in 2013, allowing for abortion only if there is an imminent and substantial risk to a woman's life, including suicide. If a woman is seeking an abortion due to being suicidal, she will have to submit to an assessment by up to six doctors. These doctors then have the power to decide if the woman will be able to have a termination. A woman may not currently procure an abortion if she is carrying a foetus that will not survive outside the womb. Ireland's abortion law forces women to carry it to term pregnancies that have no chance of survival for long outside the womb, if at all. A woman may not currently procure an abortion in Ireland if she is pregnant due to rape. Statistics from the Rape Crisis Centre show that approximately 197 women and girls who attended their centres in 2013 were pregnant as a result of rape. 25% of these survivors went on to terminate the pregnancy, meaning they either had to travel for an abortion or illegally take abortion pills in Ireland. In 2017, a United Nations committee found Ireland violated the human rights of a woman who had travelled to Britain for an abortion after her baby was diagnosed with a fatal fetal abnormality. The UN Human Rights Committee has told the state to pay compensation to the woman and to provide her with psychological treatment. The Citizens' Assembly has recommended that abortion should be provided in a range of circumstances, including when a mother's physical or mental health is at risk, and in cases of rape and fatal fetal abnormalities. It also proposed abortion could be provided when a fetal abnormality is identified or on socioeconomic grounds. 
So what happens if we vote to repeal the Eighth Amendment? Well, firstly, not much really. Voting yes means you are agreeing to replace the current Article 40.3.3 with a revised iteration which will now state Provision may be made by law for the regulation of termination of pregnancy. So what does that mean? It means that following the referendum, the Oireachtas will be permitted to pass laws regulating the termination of pregnancy. These laws need not limit the availability of termination to circumstances where there is real and substantial risk to the life of the mother. Any law may be changed by the Oireachtas, and if challenged, any law may be declared invalid by the courts if it conflicts with the Constitution. If a majority vote yes, the current law, including the law on travel and information, will remain in place unless and until it is changed by new law or it is declared invalid by the courts. The government has published a proposed policy paper outlining how it intends to legislate. It's available at health.gov.ie and it basically proposes that abortion be made available for pregnancies not exceeding 12 weeks. 72 hours must elapse from the time an abortion is certified to the time an abortion is carried out. Abortion will be permitted in cases where medical practitioners certify that, in their reasonable opinion, there is present a condition affecting the fetus that is likely to lead to the death of the fetus either before or shortly after birth. So now you've got all the facts, let's go chat to Annie Huey, the canvassing coordinator for Together for Yes. for yes, putting together our canvassing efforts, making sure we've got canvassing teams across the country, people are trained up, they know what the messaging is, uh, we have a whole data team who are looking at the returns, making sure we're on track of where we need to be, we have figures for how many yeses we need in every constituency, so we're working towards those targets all the time. Brilliant, okay, so what is the kind of consistent messaging for someone who might be considering going out canvassing for the first time, what are the, the key things that you need those people to know? Um, well, I think it, we together for us, we talk about the three C's now, so the care, compassion and change. Those are the three, I suppose, ideas or ideologies that are driving our campaign mm -hmm. forward. So that we believe that we need to provide care for women in need, women in crisis, women who need to be able to access healthcare here. We should be providing that here in Ireland. Mm -hmm. uh, compassion, of course, that we need to show women in really difficult circumstances, maybe circumstances we could never imagine going through ourselves and hopefully would never have to go through ourselves, but we need to show them compassion mm -hmm. here and stop sending them away. And the idea of change, that it's time for change. Like we've had this for 36 years. We've had control over women for even more than 36 years. And I think we're really ready to draw a line under yeah. that part of our past and just say, we are ready for change. We're ready for an Ireland that respects and protects women's kind of healthcare choices, decisions, um, and that we aren't forcing them away in secrecy mm -hmm. and shame and stigma. Absolutely. So what can someone expect when they kind of go out on a canvas? Um, I think everyone in Ireland kind of knows the canvassing game. Someone knocks mm -hmm. on your door and we're all going to play the game of who are you and why are you here? Um, so there's no door that you're going to knock on just to caveat that's going to be like, what on earth are these people doing here? Mm -hmm. We all know the canvassing game at this point. Um, so if you're going out canvassing, you'll be... Paired up, your first time canvas, you'll be paired up with someone who's more experienced, who you kind of shadow for the first few goes. Um, the canvas lead or the canvas coordinator will kind of give you a brief at the beginning just to make sure everyone knows what the messaging is. Are there any headline things such as a debate that happened the night before that might come up on the doors? Mm -hmm. And then you're off. That's it. You're off and you go uh, door to door. Uh, good old fashioned knock, ding dong, doorbell, whatever it is. 
Um, and you just, you talk to people on the door. Um, I tend to always open with, you know, hi, my name is Annie and I'm here with Together for Yes and I'd really love to talk to you about the upcoming referendum. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Um, and people are really overwhelmingly positive. Loads and loads of people either have questions, they either already know how they're voting, yeah. and even people who are like, I'm not going to be voting for that, I mean, are polite, they're engaged, um, no one's been chased off a property yet. Do you know, yeah, it's it's yeah. been a really positive experience, and people appreciate that you're taking the time to talk to them. Yeah, and have you got any kind of stats or statistics or data around canvassing and why it's so important? Well, I think the... Changing hearts and minds happens when you talk to people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that charities and stuff put so much money into having people on the streets, you know, coming up and talking to people about what their campaign is about. We know that talking to people is the number one way to change hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're putting so much of an effort into our canvassing and uh, why we have so many people running stalls because that actual human interaction, opportunity to talk to people. We have hundreds of stories of people who... Um, having spoken to us go oh my gosh I had no idea I'd heard this snippet on the radio and I was completely Joe I just I thought this I thought X I thought Mm -hmm. Y Um, and we've just met so many people who are like absolutely of course I'm on board because we've given them the opportunity to ask any questions that they might have we've also made this very real this Mm -hmm. debate when you see it um in print or on tv or these massive big billboards that have shiny money from all over them you know those aren't real yeah they're not not human it's not human but when you get to talk to someone very often a lot of people have personal stories of knowing someone um, and that's really what this campaign is about is that it affects real women real lives real families Mm -hmm. and you can't get that in a glossy brochure through the door you can't get that through singy posters like you can only really um, I think reflect the reality of this campaign by talking to people one-on-one and that's why we're just pushing so hard with our canvassing yeah and have you any advice now for someone who's maybe considering going out for the next couple of weeks but hasn't done it before uh come and join us uh it's actually it's amazing fun i went out for the first time canvassing when i was only 16 Mm -hmm. and i literally have not stopped talking uh (laughs) since it's amazing the buzz that you get from it um so just come along and also if you ever if you find that canvassing just isn't for you and you're just like, Oh my lord, I couldn't possibly there are loads of other things that happen. Yeah. Do you know during canvas we need people to make sure people are on maps, we need people who are doing the tallies and taking track of the yes no maybes. Like mm-hmm. there's loads of other things to do as well. But really if people are interested in getting involved, just contact your local group. We'll have a canvas finder up on our website. You can find your local group up on togetherfs.ie. We'll link you up with them. And just say, look, I'd love to come out with you. I'd love to see what it's like. There's no pressure if you want to step back at any point. But I I really can guarantee you, you'll you'll get such a buzz out of talking to people and the amazing stories you hear in the door of people being so grateful that you're giving your time to this issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it sounds a bit glib, but really just just give it a go um, and you'll be amazed at, at the change that you can make by just talking to a couple of people. Brilliant. All right, thanks so much, Annie. No problem. Next, we go to Gary Gannon. Gary is a Dublin City Councillor and a TD candidate for the Social Democrats for the next general election. I've known Gary for years and can attest to his canvassing expertise. He's probably knocked on every single door in Dublin North Inner City. Gary talks to us about the importance of men getting involved in this campaign and what to expect when you go knocking on strangers' doors. My name is Gary Gannon. I'm a councillor for Dublin's North Inner City and I'm a candidate for the Social Democrats. Brilliant. Okay, Gary, so you've been quite involved in the... Um, repeal campaign and trying to to secure a yes vote in this referendum. Um, you've been out canvassing. Why don't you tell us about that? Canvassing's been gone brilliant. Um, canvassing's been something I've been doing for the last couple of years as part of my job as a councillor and then through the marriage equality referendum and the general election. 
I've always been caught fairly daunted by the prospect of canvassing in this particular election because I thought it was going to be a lot more kind of contentious and a little bit more acrimonious than it actually is, but it hasn't been. People mm-hmm. are lovely, knocking at people's doors. People are genuinely polite. In where I am in Dublin Central, it's predominantly yes. People want to talk about this issue. A couple of people who are a little bit what they've been described as on the fence, they're really just looking for the language to say yes. Even mm-hmm. where we've met some people who'd be a little more angry at us, it's simply just a no and you're moving on. So I think my biggest fears haven't been realised. It's actually been lovely. Yeah. And how important is it that men get out and canvass during this referendum? It's vitally important that men get out and canvass in this referendum. In, and I suppose about a month ago, there was a lot of these conversations about, well, well, I don't think I should have a say in this. And I think it was coming from a, a good place. That's kind of dissipated a little bit when most people realise, actually, this is an issue. It's a human rights issue. It's an issue about kind of how we treat people in our own country. Um, this is an issue where it certainly doesn't impact upon men directly. It impacts upon the society that we live in. So it's absolutely vitally important that we're not only getting out to vote, but we're having those conversations. Mm-hmm. It was actually a really... I was canvassing up in Drunkondra a while back, and uh, a man answered the door, and he had his kid by the hand, and he told me he was a little bit reluctant about kind of how he was voting. He said he was leaning towards yes, but he was a little bit reluctant. And then we had a conversation. We talked about a couple of issues around the 12 mm-hmm. weeks. We kind of alleviated some of his fears. We talked about kind of the reasons why some people were travelling, pointed to the Inner Shoes Facebook page. And at the end of it, he was like, oh, you don't need to talk to us. You need to talk to some of the older people. And I was like, actually, no, older people predominantly that I've been talking to, they've been very enthusiastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. so There's actually more younger men who seem to be a little bit reluctant. And then right in front of me, he took out his phone and he goes, I'm going to text this straight into the lads' WhatsApp group just to get their reaction and talk to them a little bit. Yeah. That was my favourite canvas so far. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and so what can people expect when they go canvassing? Have you got any advice for someone who maybe who hasn't done it yet and is considering going out over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, so I'm canvassing three or four times a week in Dublin Central and every night I'm meeting new people. And the same thing I say to them is what I say to my own canvassers, what I nearly have to reiterate to myself. Canvassing is awkward. It is awkward for everybody. You're knocking at people's doors, you're interrupting during their dinner when they're watching the match. And we just have to get over that, you know, actually people are genuinely friendly. Knock at the door, tell them your name, tell them what you're there for. If you can engage in conversation, it's actually really, really empowering. But don't be afraid of the fact that it's a little bit awkward because it's a fairly unique experience. After a while, and when I say after a while, I mean after like six or seven doors, you start to find a little bit of a rhythm and everybody really starts to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And the energy by about nine o'clock most evening is really, really high. So embrace it. It won't be something that you'll do too often in your life. Brilliant, and hopefully not. But uh, what's the kind of one piece of information that you find has been going down really well? Is there any sort of like facts that you've been iterating to people that they seem to be responding well to? Yeah, it was a fact. Firstly, the first person that responded to this information really was my own father. This idea that the the Eighth Amendment impacts upon people at every stage of their pregnancy. Now, for me, I've never had an issue about being pro-choice. I've always been pro-choice. Mm-hmm. But for somebody like say my father, who would be finds the issue of kind of abortion uncomfortable, it's I mean. What I said to me, Dad, is, I mean, you can still kind of be uncomfortable about abortion, but that doesn't mean you can't vote yes in this referendum. Mm-hmm. This referendum is about providing pro- proper healthcare of the highest standards to people within their borders who need it. Mm-hmm. And removing that, removing that a person's health from the Constitution, you can still feel uncomfortable about abortion if that's the person you are, but you can still take this from your Constitution. You can still repeal the Eighth Amendment because it doesn't do what it was originally intended to do in any way, shape or form and it also places people that we care about in jeopardy every day. Mm-hmm. So any good practical advice for people going out canvassing now for the next couple of weeks? 
Yeah, diet, try, look after yourself, um, have a smoothie, don't go to the chipper or I got you the Chinese on the way home because 30 days of chipper and Chinese and eating late at night, it kind of takes its toll on you in every way, shape or form. So probably prepare in advance, cook a meal, have a meal at five or six o'clock and then go out canvassing afterwards and hopefully I can take my own advice on that <laughs> sometime in the future. Brilliant, thanks so much Gary. Thanks. When we talk about politics, we think of legislation and rules and constitutions, when really we should be thinking about people. The word itself is derived from politicus, which is the Latinization of the Greek word politicos, meaning, amongst other things, of, for, or relating to citizens. And that's what we have to remember. This referendum is about affecting the lives and alleviating the suffering of people. Real people. Our people. For me, that's the heart of it all. If repealing the Eighth Amendment can lessen the suffering of a rape victim, then we should repeal it. If repealing the Eighth Amendment can provide health care and support to a broken-hearted woman carrying a fetus that will not survive, then we should repeal it. If repealing the Eighth Amendment means we enable women to assert governance over their own bodies, choices and lives, then we should repeal it. This referendum is about freedom, about choice, and about democracy. It's about people. So during the next 25 days, talk to people, have conversations, change hearts and minds. And if things get hard and you're feeling low, remember the words of Margaret Mead. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Thanks for listening to me today. I'll place some links for some supplementary reading in the show notes. If you'd like to reach out to me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Lorraine. If you'd like to reach out to my regular co-host, Megan Cassidy, and let her know that you missed her, she's at Megan M. Cassidy. I'll be back next week as usual with Before Brunch, your favourite Sunday morning podcast. Bye.